You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stork Show. Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch. I'm excited that you're joining me today for a really cool interview with my new friend, Daniel Botero. And uh, Daniel is a college-to-career expert. He helps uh, college students make the transition and get their first job and really uh, jump into a career that they really want. And uh, Daniel's someone that I've followed on LinkedIn for a while. We've been connected. We've never talked live until this interview, which we did on LinkedIn Live and Facebook Live. And I loved everything he had to say. Uh, we're so aligned, uh, and he's really wise on some of this stuff. We talk on this interview a lot about networking uh, and the things you need to do to go out and take ownership of your career. Uh, when it comes to networking, uh, Daniel says you need to think about building relationships like it's a bank account. You don't go in and start withdrawing right away. You got to put a deposit in first, meaning you got to go help other people before you start asking for help. Uh, which I absolutely loved. Um, By the way, speaking of getting help, if you are looking for more help with your own career, please check out my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, Stop Drifting and Take Control of Your Future. The book is available on Amazon now. I also have signed copies and bulk offers available on my website, as well as free resources to help you with your journey, including a detailed listing of my morning routine, Uh, the three questions to ask every time you face a challenge, and many more things all on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. You can find all the info there. And I'm excited for you to listen to this interview with Daniel. Just one more note on the interview. I recorded this live on LinkedIn back in April of 2020. Uh, and it was right as the pandemic had hit us and we were trying to figure out what's going on. So you may hear some references to that as well as some audio uh, from the LinkedIn Live as some questions come in. Uh, But the advice that Daniel gives is just as relevant today as it was then, um, if not more so. And I am looking forward to publishing this and letting you hear from Daniel. Uh, He also has a podcast called Mastering College to Career, and I was a guest on there recently. So if you are a college student or you are just out of college, I highly recommend you go check out Daniel's podcast uh, and listen to this interview. So without further ado, here is my interview with Daniel Botero. All right. I am live with Daniel Botero. I just realized I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name, Daniel, but I hope you got it, man. No, you got it. got it right. Yeah. Nice. Daniel Botero, the college to career expert. And uh, Daniel and I, we connected on LinkedIn, have been following you for a little while, love all the stuff you've been not putting out there. So it's great to finally connect and talk to you live. Oh, hey, Andy, thank you so much for, you know, inviting me to the show. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, you know, talk, have this conversation on LinkedIn live and I'm really feel honored to be part of, you know, this interview. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's good to have you on. I know you uh, you have a podcast as well and do a, a bunch of different things. So let's start with, you know, who you are and then we can get into some of the things we're going to talk about with, with regards to owning your career. Absolutely. So my name is Deanna Botero. Like Andy said, I, I have my own podcast and a book. They're all with the same name called Mastering College to Career. And kind of what it is, all, all this is about, what I'm all about is I realize that most students graduate college, you know, they go to college. They spend arguably like the most productive years of their lives, and they are going to college for the opportunity to have a better life 
after they graduate college. And it was after doing some research and seeing my, some of my friends, my high school and middle school friends, graduate college with tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt, they weren't getting jobs. And the fact that um, 80% of college students graduate college, walk across the stage and don't have a job lined up to me was crazy. And the fact that 40% of all college grads never work in a job that requires their degree to me was even crazier. And so for me, getting a job seemed very natural. And I think it's just because of my ability to network and as you dive into and realize that over 80% of jobs are filled through networking and referrals, that is kind of why I decided to build a company that helped college students build the soft skills that it takes to help you get a job. I love that. And I have to say, I mean, you and I got connected on LinkedIn, I don't know, a few months ago through James Carberry, I think, and some other people. And yeah. uh, I've been following your stuff and I see your posts and some of the stuff you're doing. And almost every time I think, Man, I wish I had that when I was in college because I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I, I think it's when I started, you mentioned networking, which a lot of people know me as a, a networking guy. I've built a huge network over the years, um, but I was a really shy kid and I came out of my shell in college and I was at University of Florida, you know, huge school like UCF. Um, but still, I wasn't doing it with any type of direction or intention or aim. I was just having fun, making a lot of friends. And then when I graduated, I was like, Oh, what do I do now? I have no idea because I'd never made a plan, didn't get an internship, didn't, you know, figure out what I was going to do. And so I had nothing. Um, so it's cool to see you're, you're helping people with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I stumbled a lot. I stumbled into all the opportunities that I've gotten so far in my life. Like I stumble into my first internship. I stumble into getting to the professional selling program at the University of Central Florida. I didn't open a lot of doors all because of networking. Um, I was really bad in terms of like the, the school aspect, like the books. Um, I never, it, I struggled a lot. Like I had to study extra hard. Um, and so I knew that I had to overcompensate and it was really networking. Like if I pinpoint one thing that made me successful, the reason why I had multiple job offers before I even graduated was all came down to network. And I realized um, that doesn't come as easy, you know, like networking came as easy to me. But studying comes really hard for me. And, and so I realized that the people who like e school became easy for them, networking became very hard for them. And so I figured, how do I simplify networking? How do I show and teach them how to network properly, how to gain clarity about their life and how to do all that? And that ultimately always ends up leading to a job. Absolutely. I, you and I have so much in common. It's funny because I would say that I've stumbled into every job and business opportunity I've had uh, in my life. And I'm a little older than you. I've done a lot of different things. I've had a lot of jobs, a lot of different businesses, every single one of them. I always say, you know, 15 or so probably or 20 different jobs and business opportunities. Every single one was because of a relationship, uh, except for one. There was a one job when I lived in LA in like 2004, where I applied for on Craigslist and uh, this guy, Greg, hired me to work at his startup. And he told me after I came in that he had gotten like hundreds of applications. And the reason he liked mine was because he saw that I was president of my fraternity and that probably meant I could drink. And I was like, what does that have to do with this job? So you never know what is going to stand out for people. But I think we both know that relationships trump just about everything else when it comes to trying to find that job. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I think um, 
if you really think about it, like I think students just focus so much on the resume, right? And then they think that the biggest, most important point on that resume is your GPA. But if we actually take the time to realize, all right, what is a resume? You realize that it's the most biased document in the world, right? It's everything that you've ever done in your life that's good and none of the bad. And then right. me and you both know that like over over 70% of people either lie or exaggerate on their resume anyway. So when you when you look at it from a recruiter's point of view, and all I have to do, all I have to base my decision on whether I want to talk to you or not is a resume. And I know that most likely you lied or exaggerated. It's it's hard to make such an important decision, which is hiring, just based on that. And so what happens is that we rather hire somebody we know and trust, or hire somebody that someone that we know and trust, and they know them, right? So whether that's the referral side of it, and so kind of yeah, I mean, I think that's why it comes down to it. I agree. It's it's so interesting. People spend so much time working on that resume, and then it gets thrown in the pile, and there's nothing that really stands out about it. It's completely biased, like you said. Um, just like just like re- references, by the way, right? Those are also just like completely biased. And I know a lot of companies just don't even really pay attention to those anymore. Yeah. What's up, man? He's trying to get a job. I, I can help him. Yeah, my you gonna help my little guy get a job so that he can. It's all about, it's about who you know. Yeah, everybody's home now. He might as well get to work. So yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, also like not all relationships are created equal. It, it just depends how, how strong your relationship is, how much I think about like networking, right? Like it, it really is like a bank account and um, a big mistake that I see people do, whether it's all, whether it's a student or somebody has already graduated is that they try to start a relationship uh, withdrawing money, like already in the red, right? Like, hey, nice to meet you. And then they go and they're talking to you and they already have an agenda behind why they want to talk to you. Yeah. So they kind of already withdraw from, from their bank account without ever depositing. And there's no such thing as a long lasting relationship unless it's mutual beneficial. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you go about networking? How do you get good at that? And I always say, you know, go out, meet people, start with curiosity, find out about them, give as much as you can, you know, give value first, not, not leading with trying to take. And it's interesting. You mentioned that. And I was going to say, you know, we are live right now. If you happen to be watching live on LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, drop a comment in the chat. Let us know if you have any questions about how to network, how to get that job questions for Daniel. Um, and we have a comment from Tom Craig, who uh, I think you might know from the Orlando networking group. Uh, he's a friend of mine going back a couple of years uh, from networking here. And he is absolutely uh, just a, a poster child of that, of doing it right, meeting people, trying to help everybody around him. Uh, and in turn, everybody wants to help him with his business. So if you're in Central Florida, by the way, and you need any IT uh, technical solutions, call Tom. He is the man. <laughs> Look at that. What? Tom must have deposited so much into that relationship bank account that you're over here giving him a shout out, right? There's just, there's felt equity in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and he said, I'm, I'm stealing the networking bank account reference. I like that too. You know, you come in and you're just trying to take right away when, yeah. uh, you know, you want to put the deposit in, put the savings in. Um, so we'll see if we get any questions. Um, going to, you know, one of the reasons I started this and I mentioned to you, that uh, I'm writing this book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And I really want people to take more ownership of their career own their, and, and their life. And you know, thinking about how you're helping people through college, I mentioned I had no idea what I was doing. I was completely drifting, right? I wasn't really taking ownership of that degree 
and that career. So when I say that, you know, what do you think about and how do you help people with that when you think about this idea of owning your career? Yeah, I think it's, it, this is such a funny like like idea because um, I did a disrupt HR talk about this uh, concept, right? And and, I, and to me, it really comes down to this: like people take more time to plan their vacations than they do to plan their career, right? If we think about like, hey, we have a, a vacation coming up and then we're, we're, we're planning every single aspect of it. Like, hey, first, what type of vacation do we want? Is it, um, do we want a relaxation vacation, like going to the beach? Do we want an, an adventure vacation, like going and, and hiking something? Or do we want a cultural experience? Maybe we go to Europe to, to do a cultural experience. And I think it's the same thing with your career. Do you want to look for a lateral position to get critical experience? Do you want to go look outside the organization and because you feel like there's better opportunities over there? Or do you want a promotion within your career? And, and so I think when you think about owning your career, I think about investing the time to actually figure out what that career looks like, um, just as much as you would plan a vacation. Man, you're just killing it with the, the quotes and the references today. People take more time to plan their vacation than they do to plan their career. I love that because you're absolutely right. I mean, so many people are, uh, you know, spending all this time planning their vacation. Where do they want to go out to eat? Uh, you know, what kind of car do they want to buy or drive? But meanwhile, they're just kind of bouncing around in their career, waiting for their manager, their boss, their professor, right. you know, to tell them what to do. And you're trying to help people early on to really think through that in college, right? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I think about it, if you think about your career like like a vacation, you you will have so much success. Like, what do you do when you're thinking about going to, to Italy? You start figuring out who's been to Italy that I know and say, hey, how is Italy? What did you do? What do you recommend I do? It should be the same way for your career. Like, where is it that you want to do? So I tell a student, what is it that you want to do? Before you even apply, before you even buy your tickets to Italy, why don't you find out if you are actually going to like Italy? Because if, if you're in a wheelchair, Italy is not the place for you. There's just too many hills. It's not wheelchair friendly. Like, you figure all this out. So the best way to figure this, for a student to figure out what they want to do is to talk to someone who's done it. And it's the same with, with your career. Uh, if you have no idea what you want to do, try to ask somebody who's done it. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I completely agree. That's something I finally started figuring out when I was in business school. And I remember I still wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. So I just started reaching out to alumni, uh, asking them, you know, can I have a, just a, a phone call or a coffee to ask you questions about your career. And I remember I sent emails to probably like, I don't, probably close to 30 uh, different alumni in different positions, maybe more than that, thinking maybe a quarter to half will reply. But no, I think it was like 95% replied and said yes. And I just started doing all these phone calls and just asking people questions about their jobs. What do they like about it? What do they not like about it? Um, to help me kind of narrow in on what I wanted to do. I mean, that, that's like, the best thing to do, especially when you're a student, everybody wants to help a student. Right. Um, and so it, it's, if, if you're sending an email from an email that ends with an EDU, it never goes to spam. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It, people will actually, they're more likely to open that up, right? Cause you're like, Oh, it's a yeah. student. It's, it's not, you know, it's not me trying to sell them something. It's yeah. actually somebody reaching out for help. And that's what I think a lot of people too, you tell me what the biggest hesitations are. I'm guessing one is, you know, I don't want to come across as needy. I don't want to take people's time, but people love helping other people. They love mentoring when they get a chance. 
Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, the biggest hesitation I see students is, um, is first of all, they think that they're not going to get a reply, right? And so once you overcome that, and then it goes like, well, why would they want to talk to me? Um, and so I guess the thing that you got to understand is that if, if you, the key is finding common interests, right? Like the more you have in common with that person you're reaching out to, the, the better it is. So the easiest thing you can always go to is that your alumni, like who's gone to your university? Um, if you go to University of Central Florida, UF, there's tens of thousands, a hundred thousand of alumni, like just so you can reach out to. But you mentioned that you were in a fraternity, right? Yep. Well, what if you reached out to people who went to your school and your fraternity? Now the link is even stronger. Now let's say that um, you are from Orlando, right? You you said from Orlando originally. Well, what if it was from they went to UF, were in your fraternity, and are also in Orlando, right? Now the link is even stronger, right? So the more common that you have with the person, the more they they will be able to do is that thing like my wife went to uh, UF as well, like just to UF and. You would, we would be overseas traveling and you see somebody wearing a gator shirt. What happened? Go Gators, right? Yep. There's this common bond that you guys have with each other. And it's the same thing with any student reaching out to someone from their alma mater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we always want I had somebody um, actually someone that I knew from business school. Uh, I went to USC in L.A. Uh, reach out to me recently to ask me if I would get on a phone call to help her think about where to go with her career. and be quite honest, I love helping people, but right now I've got so much going on. I can't say yes to many of those. And if it was just a random person reaching out, I probably would have said no. But because we went to the same school and I knew each other, you know, from years ago, I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to help you. Here's my calendar. You know, let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, also, like, I think, the, you know, the more, the more you are busy because you're successful or, you know, the biggest thing for you is probably guarding your time. Like, mm -hmm. If you knew that your time was not going to be wasted, you would make time. Like yeah. it's, it's never a lack of time; it's just a lack of priority. Yes. Um, and and so, what I tell students is, let's say they tell you no the first time. Hey, look, I'm busy. That's fine. They're busy, but it's not because they don't have time to talk to you. It's because they haven't realized that you're like they 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 don't they feel like they might lose the waste their time. For right. me, that happens all the time. Look. When I used to give my advice to students for free, and I, I still do with my podcast and stuff, but um, they wouldn't take that advice because it was it was free advice. But when they, when they start paying for it, like it's like the execution just went off the roof. Hmm. But it's the same thing if you're reaching out to a professional. Now, let's say for example, you say that to her, and you say, "Look, I'm busy," and then she goes and listens to your podcast, mm -hmm. right? And then comes to you and says, Andy, I listened to ex episode this, this, and this, and this was my biggest takeaway about this episode, right? Do you mind if I t ask you 15 minutes because I want to know more about this, this comment that you made in this episode. What that tells you is that she's already invested time into getting to know you more in, in your product. And now she, you are now way more confident that when you do talk to her on the phone, she's not going to waste your time. And, and and that's the key. When you do get on the phone with someone, ask them for feedback, go back, execute the feedback, and then come back to them and say, hey, Andy, thank you so much for uh, suggesting that I read James Cadbury, uh, Cadbury's book about content networking. Yep. I, I learned so much. What's another book that you recommend? And then you continue that feedback, feedback loop, and you'll never, ever, ever finish that conversation. Absolutely. I agree. Right. And she's showing that, you know, they're showing they're dedicated, they're interested, supporting your content. 
Um, I love the the shout out. Of course, you mentioned this book, Content yeah. Working by our mutual friend, James Carberry, who, uh, who kind of connected us uh, on LinkedIn and is the king at that. Um, this is, yeah, this is interesting. I think it's stuff that anybody can use no matter where you are in your career. Uh, but since you do speak with a lot of college students, uh, I am curious kind of what's going on in their world right now, because uh, no one's on campus anymore, right? They're all kind of studying remotely coming, you know, coming up to uh, graduation, right? Is going to be coming soon, even though no one's having graduation. I'm sure that uh, a lot of companies are cutting back on you know, there's no campus visits, uh, on-campus interviews, things like that. So how do college students, how are they handling all this and how do they need to shift gears to find that job that they want? Obviously, it's concerned. Like, they're very concerned, anxious, especially the ones that are graduating. Um, I mean, I think the advice then comes in is, like, think about it strategically. Uh, when There's a lot of companies that are suffering right now, but there's also companies who have never been busier in their life, right? Mm-hmm. What are those companies? And I'm sure they are hiring, and I'm sure that they they can't go on campus and recruit. So where are they recruiting? Um, there's amazing platforms like uh, Scholars that connect students with internships, uh, which is all these are free for students. Um, there's a lot of virtual career fairs going on. There is places, um, but nothing's going to beat you reaching out to come people who work at Zoom, like uh, Amazon, uh, like. Like I worked at PepsiCo for six years of my career. They are hiring. They don't have enough candidates because they're too busy. All hands on deck trying to get products to the supermarkets. They're not going and thinking about interviewing. But if you go in there and say, hey, like, you know, and and build a relationship with them, they're going to want to interview you and get you started as soon as possible. Interesting. So, yeah, there while there are a lot of companies sort of on hold pulling back, there are plenty of companies that are hiring. And if you think about it and figure out, what are those industries? A lot of technology companies, grocery, food and beverage, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of process things like that. All that stuff is still moving, um, still operating and possibly even growing and, and hiring more people. So how do you get in touch with the right people? Uh, and I would imagine, you know, we talked about reaching out and um, asking questions, building that network that because people are so busy, it might take a little follow-up as well. For those particular companies, absolutely. Um but again, you'd be surprised how many people actually are following up. Like, I would, I would probably bet. Like, I, I'm a willing to bet that more people are are making excuses on why not to apply or why not to reach out to someone than than there is people like students that are doing it. Which means that there's so much more opportunity now than there was before for the students who are taking action mm. because they're just paralyzed by making excuses like, oh, no one's hiring. Sure, Marriott is not hiring. Sure, American Airlines is not hiring. But uh, like Shopify, um, like I know Shopify is an example. I, I have a great relationship with Scholars. And they just, there's Scholars is a platform that connects inter, uh, students with companies. This platform has at one point, about two weeks ago, Andy, had more jobs than students on their platform. Really? They had an influx of companies that reached out to them because they couldn't go on campus and recruit like their regular recruit. And so now they had it. Well, what happened was they were now then able to then get connected with student organizations. And now the balance is now more even. But two weeks ago, there was a huge influx of companies and not enough students. Man, that's that's interesting to hear because, you know, I, I can see it's so easy to just get stressed and 
you know, down on things if you just look at the news and see, oh, everybody's shut down and, um, you know, this, the unemployment rate is high and all this sort of stuff uh, instead of going out and actually doing some of the work. And so you mentioned, what is it called? Scholars? Scholars. And, and I'll put a link. Uh, I can put a link on it on, on, the, on the LinkedIn. Uh, they can register. It, it's just a no brainer. I just put it there. Cool. And they're connecting uh, job, college students with jobs pretty much. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. the bumble of job search. So the companies actually make the first move. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. The bumble of job search. I vaguely know what that means as a, uh, as a married man who has not used, never used any dating apps. But um, I think I've, I've heard about that. Um, and a great comment on LinkedIn from uh, my friend Krista Spence, who said, my college student daughter is home with online classes. She feels stressed about the current environment and finding an internship. Your advice about networking is spot on. I'm starting my own business. So she and I are trading ideas about networking. There you go. It's, I mean, it's so good because in both cases, in all cases, whether you are in college trying to find your first job, you're in a career and you're worried about your current job, you're possibly furloughed or laid off, or you're starting a business or you're running a business like me, the answer is almost always networking. Go out and meet people and build relationships because it's the number one thing that's going to help you in your career. It, it, it is. Oh, my God. Networking is huge. I also posted another link called Parker Dewey. Parker Dewey's micro internships, which are project-based internships, and they're all virtual. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like Krista also said in there, she hears us saying, be diligent. I mean, you really have to be what you're talking about and what I also talk about in my book, I can't wait to get it out there, is be intentional, right? Don't let the news dictate how you operate. Don't let uh, all the negative stuff out there impact your mindset. Don't sit around waiting or reacting to other people. Make a plan, set some goals, be intentional, start reaching out to people, you know, network on LinkedIn, go on Scholars, uh, have conversations, learn as much as you can and keep networking and moving forward because something good is going to come from it. It may take time. We're in challenging times, um, yeah. but it's going to work out and you'll be a lot happier and more fulfilled knowing that at least you gave it your best shot and you tried to, to you know, find the thing you wanted to find. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just too optimistic, but I think about it like this, like um, for college students that are maybe feeling really concerned um, and, and we definitely probably will see a lot of, there's been a lot of layouts already and probably a lot of reorgs coming and things like that. But from my experience, when, when it comes to reorgs and companies and I was in a company where in six years, there was three re major reorgs. Um, they never let go of recent college hires because we're cheaper labor than people who've been in the company for 10 to 15 years, right? Um, and so a lot of times, those are the safer spots and they use uh, college hires as, as their talent pipeline. Um, and so like, I think that it, it could create more jobs for college students than, than jobs are eliminated, but that's just at least the way my optimistic self sees it. Yeah, I'm an eternal optimist as well. And I will say this too, you know, being a consultant, building my own business, uh, and Krista, I hope you hear this as well. I probably spent a week or two being a little bit down on this thinking I'm not, you know, everything's getting postponed. I'm not going to, you know, get any business. I don't know why I would even go out at everybody's telling me, no, wait, I can't talk right now when I'm networking with potential clients. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I've just been pushing forward you know, sending a lot of messages, uh, trying to set meetings. And I've been getting a bunch of meetings and having really good conversations. And yesterday and today, 
really great conversations with potential clients who are ready to invest in new programs and not holding back at all because of COVID. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll tell you, like, from my, my business is a lot of speaking and going to universities and working with companies. That side of the business is completely like dead, yeah, right? Sure. I'm not right. speaking or anything like that. Yeah. But on the other side, like the other side of my business is consulting and working with students. That's been a dramatic increase. So I think, you know, we all have to adjust, but um, yep. ultimately, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm always very optimistic and try to figure out someone's, there's opportunity somewhere. You know, if, if, if there's an unemployment rate of 20%, that means that 80% of people are still employed. So why can I not be one of those 80? I mean, that's the way I look at it. I like it. That's a great perspective. I think optimism wins in uh, in this type of economy, this type of situation. So, uh, you know, set your intention, go out there and take action. Um, last question for you, Daniel. We got to wrap things up. Um, you know, going back to this idea of really taking ownership, um, being intentional with your career, with your life. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. What's one more piece of advice you would give people to truly take ownership of their careers? Um. Well, first of all, just the word of taking ownership, right? Be strategic on planning on what you want. Um, have conversations with your manager and HR. And so what I mean by that is, okay, sometimes, and we, we, I'm going to say it in the sales side of it because we're, we know we're in this like groups together, but the best salesperson does not make the, sale, the best sales manager, right? And sometimes leadership knows that, but sometimes as a salesperson, you think, oh, if I am the number one sales rep in my office, then that means I am a no-brainer for sales managers. Yeah. And there's just different qualities that would make a sales manager uh, successful versus the number one sales rep. So I think the question then you got to ask yourself when, you, when you're trying to plan your career, say, all right, what is it that I want to do next? And what are the skills that are going to make me, make, make me successful in, in, that, in that role? And how do I prove to my manager that I have those skills? And if you don't have those skills, what do you need to do to, to build those skills? Do you need to get extra accreditation? Do you need to read extra books? Or what is it how you build those skills um, and make it a no-brainer? Because no one's not promoting you because they don't want to. It's because there's something lacking there. So, I mean, that's, that's what I mean by owning. That, when, you, when you tell me how do you own your career, is that how you're strategically planning to, to get to the next step? I love it. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Uh, it's good stuff. And I hope it's been helpful for everyone who's been uh, joining us, listening in. Uh, Daniel, has been awesome. For anybody that wants to get in touch with you, I tagged you in the LinkedIn post. But if you want to plug your website or where should people go if they want to get in touch or work with you? Yeah, just masteringcollegetocareer.com. Um, there is a link to my podcast. I have a book on Amazon. But really, the best way to, like, if you want to message me directly, it's, it's LinkedIn and it just put Daniel Botero on LinkedIn and it will pop up. LinkedIn Thank all you so day. Much for having me. All day. On LinkedIn all day, every day. Thank you, Daniel. This has been awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care.